0: Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted mm-hmm. Lawyer Podcast. This is Omar Sarada with Ileana Clone Rosa. And on this episode, we're going to talk about Aiden Fucci. He is uh, 16 years old today. Uh, he just had his sentencing hearing this week. He's scheduled to be sentenced tomorrow morning. He's looking at 40 years minimum. And really, the only thing that the judge has to decide after hearing all of the evidence is whether or not he's going to sentence that boy to life or not. Mm-hmm. He is found guilty, not found guilty, he pled guilty to murdering Tristan Bailey, uh, by way of stabbing her 114 times with a knife in the wee hour mornings, um, near uh, the woods in their house. And, um, they just had her sentencing hearing. A lot of people went up and talked obviously, uh, to condemn his actions. Mm-hmm. His family members got up and asked for, mo- for mercy. And, um, Tomorrow, we're going to find out what the judge has to say about all of it. And uh, let's cut the intro. What's up, everybody? I'm Omar Serrato, experienced and practicing attorney, fierce litigator, and unofficial commentator on the most popular legal issues of the day. I'm the host of the Tilted Lawyer podcast, joined by Ileana Colon Rosa and the TLP crew, where we break down the human aspects of law that everybody wants to talk about. I've been a practicing attorney for many years, but nothing in this show is or should be taken as legal advice. We're not going to pull any punches. We might even get a little bit dirty, but we want you to join us anyway. Okay, Welcome. Everybody And so, uh, Mr. Fucci, um, before today, mm-hmm. uh, what did you know about this young man in this case?
1: I had heard about the case when it came out. Um, like, I do remember the case just because they were yo- very young and because of the 114 stabbing, like with the knife, which, I, I mean, surprising a kid that age can do such thing. That's all I
0: remember well, have you seen pictures of, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen pictures mm-hmm. of him. You see yes. pictures of him. He looks legitimately like a baby. Mm-hmm. He's a baby, um, baby faced. He's got, you know, he had severe acne at the time mm-hmm. that he was arrested. Um, but just, a you know, like he was in diapers, um, <clears throat> just a couple of years prior to that. He yeah. was a, you know, an eighth grader, uh, just a normal, uh, preteen, well, a teenager, I guess he doesn't even look like a teenager, no. he just like a preteen, um, <laughs> Late bloomer. Let's go over the timeline. So Tristan Bailey, let's talk about who she is a little bit. Uh, Tristan Bailey was a 13-year-old teenager. She was just kind of minding her own business. She's living her life. Um, There was not really much on who she was Mm -hmm. other than, um, obviously, this, this murder. But she was just a normal eighth grader. She had snuck out on the morning of um, May 9th. Mm -hmm. So this is the timeline. Um, Around 11.45 p.m., the Bailey family uh, had returned home from an evening out doing whatever they were going to do. They get home and everybody's shuffling around to bed and uh, assuming that everybody's going to be down for the night and they're going to wake up on Sunday morning and, you know, everything would be fine. At around 12.30 in the morning, Tristan was seen on surveillance camera. By surveillance, I mean literally ring mm-hmm. camera from neighbors <clears throat> walking in the neighborhood. She got a phone call from Aiden um, asking her to go out, and they were going to go do whatever they were going to do in the woods. And um, around 1.14 a.m., uh, they're seen together on another ring camera walking together to this wooded area. Uh, where ultimately she would uh, meet her demise. Around 1.45 a.m., you see there is video evidence of Tristan and Aiden walking east on Saddlestone Drive. So they've been together for, you know, maybe about an hour or so, Mm -hmm. just walking and screwing around. And then that's it. You don't see anything else until about 3.30 a.m. Uh, There's video from the same house that saw them walking together. Now it shows uh, Aiden heading in the opposite direction, opposite the woods. He's carrying white Nike shoes with him. Um, Moments later, uh, the video shows him um, entering his home, carrying those same Nike shoes. The shoes were significant because Mm -hmm. he had been videoed on that same day, wearing those same shoes, wearing some Mm -hmm. blue jeans, wearing the same clothes. Um. Around 10 a.m., Tristan, her mom, uh, presumably, you know, have I mean, obviously, I'm I'm assuming she had no no knowledge of anything Mm -hmm. that was going on. But around 10 a.m., she wakes up and, hey, where's Tristan? She's not in her room. Um, They're getting up for Sunday dinner and she's nowhere to be found. She calls 911 to file a report that she's missing. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement, they begin a search at 4.49 p.m., this would have been on May 9th. Uh, Florida missing child alert issues for Tristan Bailey. At around 6.06 06 p.m., a resident who'd been on the run, he called to report a dead body in the woods. In uh, in the woods east of the cul-de-sac of Saddlestone Drive, where they were seen walking mm-hmm. in that area. Um, and after identifying the body as Bailey's, uh, the St. John's County Sheriff's Office calls off the search. Mm-hmm. They found her 114 stab wounds, um, to her face, to her upper body, to her torso, um, almost half of those 114 stab wounds were defensive in nature. So this is a 13 year old fighting off a 14 year old boy. Um, Tristan was like five foot one cheerleader, mm-hmm. you know, just a sweet girl, um, I'm very familiar with girls that age cuz I coached my daughter's soccer team around those I mean you know they're just babies yeah. just babies 5 foot 1 and she's fighting off Tristan who's little baby face himself but he's like 5 foot 6 and he's a boy um you know in in the inner initial stages of puberty um his voice had changed throughout his criminal proceedings <laughs> Like, he has, like, this baby face, but he's got, like, man voice. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened to me when I was about his age. I had this little baby face, and then, um, you know, so I'm like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: <who's> a- <laughs> everybody off. When... For
0: the longest time, my voice was very awkward. That happened um,
1: to my stepson, too. Yeah, he's one day. A- yeah. He's, like, a really, like, small, child voice, and then the next day, he's like, hello, dad. I'm like, oh, <laughs>
0: like, who are you? Give me some bacon and eggs, mom. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, five foot six. um, He attacked her, stabbed her 114 times. I don't recall if there was evidence of sexual assault or not. You know, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. She was dead. She's gone. And uh, she fought for her life. And in the course of, you know, almost one half of those 114 stab wounds, she's alive and trying to fight him off, being stabbed repeatedly over and Mm -hmm. over and over. The death that she suffered, was horrifically gruesome and probably horrifically painful mm-hmm. until she lost consciousness. Uh, she probably didn't die right away. Uh, she was probably left for dead uh, sometime after uh, the attack. And then uh, Aiden just kind of walks off and goes back home as if nothing had happened. Now, the mm-hmm. thing is that he had been making reference, um, reference. He had been saying to his friends and certain family members mm-hmm. prior to this, that he was going to kill somebody. But nobody took him serious because of Mm -hmm. the way that he looked and he was just a a little shit boy Mm -hmm. and, you know, or whatever. Um, Until he actually did He carried it out. Who specifically he said that to would have been like his friends. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think he said it to his mom, for example. But coincidentally, his mom, um, upon learning of what he did, got arrested herself. Oh, for trying to tamper with evidence, for example, well, for example, she was uh, caught on video in her own house, Mm -hmm. washing the clothes that he was wearing on the day of the murders. Oh, my trying to cover up his crime. I assume that this would have been after he was arrested. Mm -hmm. Or perhaps it was before the timing of which I'm not exactly sure. But um, yeah. Could you even? okay? You have children. I have a 16-year-old, but I've, you know, I could not. My heart breaks for both families. Exactly. And Because on the one hand, you know, if somebody did this to a child of mine, you know, I would feel a certain type of way about it. And I'm not sure how I would react in that specific scenario. I'm not <laughs> sure if I would be able to maintain my sanity. I'm not sure if I wouldn't gear up like Rambo and go on the manhunt for the person that did this to my child. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea how I'd react. I genuinely don't know. On the other hand, if my child did this to somebody else and it was legitimately my child, my kids have done some stupid things in their lives, but I mean, to commit something like this, how do you even deal because it's your child, mm-hmm. it is your baby, and it's always going to be your baby, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not they stab somebody 114 times, causing the death of another child of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so mentally, how do we even deal? I'm not sure.
1: <clears throat> another type of loss, but certainly a loss for those parents.
0: We're going to take a look at some of the survey, not the surveillance, the, um, they did a sentencing hearing mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, and this boy's grandmother gets up there to talk and, uh, I feel bad for her. She's yeah. like, yeah, like this, I have no idea why he did what he did. He didn't have to do that. He was a good kid. The people are well off. And it's funny. I just, I just, uh, I did, a, I just did a consult for a case similar to this, a 21 year old mm-hmm. mom is calling me. Um, his, her child was involved in an armed robbery with two other people, one of which was murdered by the person that they robbed. And so he's facing a felony count. He's likely facing uh, maybe an attempted murder. I don't know. Maybe possession with the possession of a deadly weapon in the commission of a a robbery. Uh, He's facing a whole host of things. And um, the surviving person is still out there. And, well, her best defense is going to be flipping on him. And his best defense is going to be flipping on her. (laughs) That's what happens if you got co-defendants and a third co-defendant who would have been a co-defendant, but, well, they're dead. Mm -hmm. We don't know whose gun it was. But I was just talking to him, and she was kind of saying the same thing. I don't even... He didn't have to do this. What Mm -hmm. is he doing? Like, we're well off. Like, what is he doing? Questions that I can't answer. I have no idea why people do stupid things, but he did. And so... I don't know, but... I can't say that I'm all, it's not that I'm not upset at mom. Obviously, you know, she's covering up a crime. I'm just not sure, again, how would I react in that scenario?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: When your whole instinct, every fiber of your being from the time that your child is born until the time that you take your last breath Mm -hmm. is devoted towards their well-being, towards um, securing for them a place in the universe. And now they go and do something like this. It's difficult.
1: It's difficult. And not only that, but also, since you mentioned that, I guess people heard him saying that he wanted to kill somebody, who knows what she knew about her child that maybe could have been, like, an alarm or a red flag, that she's probably feeling guilty, like, I maybe I should have done something to prevent all this. Like, it's just so many emotions at the same time, plus at the same time going through, like... You're gonna, not going to be able to see your child in probably th- almost the rest of your life. And then the loss of this other kid is just
0: too much. <laughs> well, it's like, people say, pe- people have been critical of parents. Like, how could you, mm-hmm. you even you this morning yeah. or this morning? It's not morning, <laughs> is it? It's like four o'clock. Um, how could you let your child out past midnight? I mean, children sneak out. Yeah, sneak out, yeah. <laughs> and p- children have a mind of their own. And when they hit about 12, 13, 14 years Mm -hmm. old, their curiosity expands beyond the front and backyard of your home. (laughs) And then they get little shits in their ear and in their cell phone and at school convincing them to uh, try to expand their universe Mm -hmm. a little bit. And that's what happened to uh, little Tristan. She was coerced, not coerced. She was lured out of her house Mm -hmm. um, having no idea what was to come and uh how do you guard against that mm-hmm. I've had a child sneak out of my house like I just <laughs> like I just and the only reason I found out about it was because on surveillance footage of a neighbor um he said hey I was alerted to something and I looked at my camera and mm-hmm. I found out that that might be yours So like, yeah, yeah that's
2: <laughs> it's mine <laughs>
0: And I was none the wiser, none the wiser. If I yes. didn't have good neighbors, I would mm-hmm. have been none the wiser. You would have never known. Yeah. Because um, I'm old, man. After midnight, it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm in. You know, my focus is on this house. I'm de- I'm done for the day. Um, but, you know. That's when their day
1: sometimes even start, especially for teenagers. That's when they're texting and talking to their friends and they're yeah, pretending to be asleep and... They're not being supervised. And of course, that's the party.
0: <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> so, at any rate, um, going back to our timeline, so they found her, obviously, mm-hmm. around 6.06. Um, well, it was around eight o'clock that they had the sheriff's office announced mm-hmm. on May 9th that they found a dead body. They had preliminary, preliminarily identified it as Tristan Bailey. Um, Aiden and his parents uh, were placed in the sh- in the Saint John County Sheriff's Office interview room mm. to be interrogated, and we have footage of that as a matter of fact. And you know what? Let's uh, let's uh, take a listen to that. Um, no, no, the Snapchat that you did was not
3: very smart. Now we have people, uh, people the house, in the burn house down in our
1: cars Because
3: of that snapshot thing, it's all over. You're all over the internet everywhere. Social media. It's on social media. You'll probably come stay with me after we get done with this. Just for your well-safe being. This It's very serious. This is the day after the murder. This is your whole life. Your whole life.
0: And hers. And hers. And your brothers and sisters. I don't think they can't go to school anymore. Why? Because the kids
3: will
0: hurt them. So that's the day that they were arrested. That's mm-hmm. um, the, well, that's the same day of the murder, actually. And um, his parents, and you could tell, like his dad's literally saying, "You're gonna come home and stay with me for a little bit." Not understanding, no, he's not. No, he's not he's going not. anywhere, buddy. He's uh, he's gonna be there for a while. Uh, he might as well uh, get comfortable. Um, I don't know if it was the same day as mm-hmm. this or if it was uh, after. Okay. Where mom tries to eliminate the evidence on his clothes. Okay. You know, because the blood and all that. And they found blood, not only, I mean, they found it in their pipes
2: Mm.
1: and they they found
0: the clothes, they found traces of blood in the sink and um, it was Tristan's blood. It was, you know, so she herself got arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember what she was sentenced with, but I'd imagine it wouldn't have been um, all that um, severe. Under the circumstances, or maybe it was—I don't know. I just—I didn't look into it whether or not how long her uh, conviction got her. But so, on the night that they are—that um, wasn't been eight forty-nine. So Monday on mm-hmm. May tenth, investigators searched the Fuchi home. They found a Buck brand knife sheath.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: found the murder weapon. They found a pair of wet, white Nike shoes that had blood on them. Uh, There was a T-shirt with blood on it. There was a white piece of paper with handwriting, which looked like it had blood on it. There was a pair of wet blue denim jeans in a laundry basket that he was wearing the previous day. Mm -hmm. And they also found blood and dirt in the drain in the bathroom sink next to Aiden's bedroom. So she must have washed it. Like that day, before he was arrested. Must have. Must have. Um, It was was on Monday, 3.30 a.m. that Aiden was arrested and charged with a second-degree murder. Why would they charge it with second-degree murder? They Mm -hmm. had the—okay, that is a curious fact to Mm -hmm. me. She was stabbed 114 times, sir. I
2: know.
0: In what world does second degree murder extend beyond the first stab wound? Just food for thought. Okay, <laughs> if I'm if I'm stabbing something <laughs> 114 times, it's because I really meant to stab that person. Yeah. It takes How fast do you think you could get off 114 punches? Not stabs, punches. Um
1: maybe like th- Three or four minutes just thinking about a boxing oh, match. Oh, you could
0: do faster than that. <laughs> <laughs> three, four minutes. You well, I'm thinking pro- like
1: uh, boxing and like, you know, uh, in three or four minutes, they are counting the the punches, but then at the same time in boxing, you have time in between. So yeah, if it is continuously, definitely a lot less.
0: <laughs> okay. If you were a skilled boxer, you could probably, well, for example, Manny mm-hmm. Pacquiao, you
2: yeah.
1: could
0: get off 114 jabs in probably 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. now a normal person like you could probably get off 114 punches in a couple of minutes because yeah. you'll get tired exactly you know that's a long time it's mm-hmm. a lot of effort to go now think when you're stabbing you're up and down mm-hmm. Two, that's a three, lot of four, five, six, seven. you know 114 times let's say that it took him a minute mm-hmm. okay second degree murder is like it's almost like uh at that point you didn't plan on doing it you no. just did it mm-hmm. so at some point you had a if you didn't get him with the first stab wound and they had evidence that he did not because of all the defensive Mm -hmm. wounds that she had, um, around stab 20 or 30, you're probably 15 to 20 seconds in Mm -hmm. at best. And in the course of those 20 seconds, he formed the plan that he, well, I got to finish now, you know? So, um, at any point, uh, during that time, he could have, um, I'm just saying, it's odd that they charged him with second-degree murder. I wonder what went into that decision. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <coughs> At any rate, um, 11.30 that day mm-hmm. on Monday, they confirmed it was indeed Tristan Bailey. Uh, they announced that they had arrested Aiden. Um, 8.30 that night, they held a candlelight vigil. Imagine what that family was going through, Tristan's family. Um, yeah, and they charged him with second-degree murder. And uh, he was remanded to detention for at least 21 days in his first court appearance. Mm-hmm. Now, in his first court appearance, he tried to pretend um, as if he was uh, crazy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He malingered sy- symptoms of schizophrenia. <laughs> uh, I got some video of that, as a matter of God. fact. Uh, this is him at his uh, first uh, court appearance.
2: For fuji.
1: Aiden Fucci looks around aimlessly, appearing to be confused during court on Wednesday.
2: What's going on? Why am I here? I just want to talk to my mom and dad. What's going on? What's going on?
1: He rocks back and forth and mumbles about demons.
2: What's going on? I don't want to hate you, demons. <laughs> I don't want to hate you, demons. Take my soul. You, demons, will take my soul away.
0: I
1: don't you didn't I spoke with attorney Gene Nichols, who is not affiliated with this case. At any rate He was looking at the cameras. So.
0: <laughs> well, not only that, but they got him on surveillance. I mean, the way that they diagnose, one of the ways that they mm-hmm. diagnose is they look at what your baseline is. Mm-hmm. And if he wasn't doing that the day before on the surveillance <laughs> cameras and all of a sudden he's seeing demons and stuff, well that's uh, that's evidence that he's malingering, sir. Yes. Or madam. Or he was just, yeah. It, it was it was a poor attempt. Now he was in that video. He's fourteen mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. Children are really bad at faking uh, signs of uh, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know what that was, but that's not what schizophrenia. That's looks what like.
1: he thought it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, th- he he watched The Exorcist or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Emily Rose. I don't know, but that's not that's not what that looks like. But he tried. He. um... I know people based just solely off of his Mm -hmm. uh, conduct and stabbing somebody 114 times. It would say that, well, he was possessed anyway.
1: Well, I, whenever I hear a case like that with so many stabbings right away, what I think is passion, like, I don't know, like passionate crime, like something must have bothered him in that moment that made him continue going like she probably went unconscious. She, he probably couldn't tell like if she was dead or not, and she, he probably just kept going, like 114 times. That's a lot. <laughs> that's uh,
0: well, I don't know. Like I was, was telling you earlier, um, I couldn't stab a fish 114 times.
1: Yeah, like what if it was, a human being? if it was, I don't know, a mistake, and then he realized, oh my, like I need to finish this. I don't know. Did it really take 114 times to actually? get there no it
0: clearly didn't because uh, the (laughs) defensive wounds there was only um less than half Mm -hmm. were defensive wounds and so at some point she just lost consciousness
1: exactly so if when he continues stabbing her after she probably was dead or he thought he was she was dead like that to me is like he had like hate or some sort of passion or something inside other i mean if you believe in demons but (laughs) i don't know
0: I don't know if I believe in demons or not. (laughs) I just know that he had no reason to hate this girl.
1: Well, we don't know. Usually, one of the things that, um, like, sparked some curiosity um, when I read the news is that apparently he claimed that she was touching him in an inappropriate way, and he didn't like it because he had a girlfriend. Well, that
0: was his explanation for... That was...
1: Yeah. Yeah. But taking it that... I mean, not believing him, I'm thinking... That at that age, I don't know, maybe he got mad.
0: <laughs> I was a 14-year-old boy once. <laughs> and if that were to happen to myself as a 14-year-old boy, my response would not have been to stab somebody 114 <laughs> times. That doesn't make I any know. sense.
1: I know. But, but that
0: was what he tried to pass off as yeah. his explanation.
1: For Who sure. Knows?
0: Yeah, Which the sheriff obviously is, okay, well, that's obviously bullshit. There's mm-hmm. no way that that's true, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, because it was a similar case.
1: Um, it was way before where they, I guess, he tried to pursue her and she didn't want to. And he got mad and, of course, ended up killing her. Um, I'm thinking like some sort of situation like that. but
0: Well, there's lots of cases like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that is a common motive, mm-hmm. rejection from a female. Yeah. But it's always rejection from a female. It's not because... Of her unwanted sexual advances. Exactly. That's honestly, I can't think of a case off the top of my head where that was the motive for the murder of somebody. And if it was. like you said,
1: he was probably just lying when he said that. But yeah. I mean, thinking, not thinking like a boy, but he probably is not going to admit that she rejected him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. It's more likely that that was the case. But I I don't know. Um, The whole. Hey, she was doing this and I had a girlfriend and to honor her, I stabbed her 114 times. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to nobody ever who's yeah. ever existed in this world. So, yeah, possessed by a demon. I don't know. He tried. He, he lied about that. He mm-hmm. lied about being possessed by demons. Full psych eval for the kid. Yep. He was, he's, his, he's, um, matter of fact, they did a, um, a mental eval of him. Okay. He is of above average intelligence. He underperformed in school. They said he may or may not have a learning disability. Okay. The the common catch-all ADHD, yeah. which is bullshit. It's just kid was lazy, didn't mm-hmm. perform, whatever. I mean, everybody has ADHD when they got bad grades, right? <laughs> I'd like to be, I'd like to get good grades, but I'm dyslexic. It's like, no, you're not. You just need to pay attention, <laughs> which, A, hey, if you legitimately have a learning disability, mm-hmm. I apologize. Um I'm speaking specifically to people that like a uh, Cartman on South Park mm-hmm. who had a Tourettes all of a sudden, and now he's got this special power he can just blurt out whatever he wants. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever watched that show, but uh,
1: very few times, but yeah that sounds very like that tro-
0: show <laughs> it is a it is a classic um so uh we talked about on Monday on may seventeenth mm-hmm. um they hired an attorney uh, to represent the, 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 um, him and his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, she withdrew from the case. It was uh, Andy mm-hmm. Schnober, or Snober, however to pronounce that. Um, on Tuesday, May 18th, the Bailey family held a public memorial. On Thursday, May 20th, the judge approved indigency motions uh, filed on behalf of the parents of the 14-year-old and allow- announced that he was going to be represented by the public defender. Um, And the lady that represented him
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um, at her, at his sentencing hearing did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's got this impossible job. Her only goal is to try to convince the judge to give him for 40 years, the minimum, which is the best she could do. Mm -hmm. Um, But she did an excellent job of playing the role of heartbroken adult. Mm -hmm. Who is tasked with facing this child who has done a horrible thing, and she had to do the thing. Um, that who's that? Who's that attorney that I was talking about? Clarence Darrow. Okay, this was his M.O. back in the turn of the century, eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. early nineteen hundreds cases where he would get these death penalty cases, and his he did his best work at these sentencing hearings where he was like, uh, "This young person." who has committed an act so tragic, who has snuffed out the life of another young person, you know, never had a chance, never had a chance. His dad was this and that. His mom was gone and he lived in poverty. When he was five years old, he was stealing bread just so he could stay alive and not die of starvation. (laughs) Never educated. And he was forced to make something with that deck of cards. And he may still be able to do something, but for... This jury giving him the opportunity to live out the rest of his days in prison as opposed to sending him to the electric chair. That was Clarence Darrow. So that's what this public defender uh, tried to do for him at his Mm -hmm. sentencing hearing. I thought she did a good job. If I... Now, the decision is going to be strictly for the judge. There's Mm -hmm. no jury in this case. Um, But if you were on the jury, knowing these facts knowing mm-hmm. only these facts. So here's the facts. Stabbed 114 times, mm-hmm. the defensive wounds. There's no doubt to guilt. Um, that's pretty much what you need to know. Mm-hmm. There's not really many, many mitigating circumstances involving the incident. There are none. Mm-hmm. He lured some girl out, 13 years old, mm-hmm. stabbed her 114 times, took her life,
2: mm-hmm. and then
0: tried to cover it up, try to pretend that he was possessed by demons, try to pretend that she made sexual advances on him, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't until they were about to pick juries to go to trial after trying to convince the uh, prosecutor's office to give him a plea deal of less than, or I don't know what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. but they never offered him a plea. Okay. Um, when they were picking juries is when he said, all right, I changed my plea, my plea to guilty.
2: Okay.
0: And then the judge had to give him a colloquy to determine whether or not, son, are you sure you know what you're doing? You know, and. hmm. The evidence was overwhelming. They weren't going to beat this case. Mm-hmm. And they, they had them on surveillance, and uh, there, there was no getting off of these charges. Mm-hmm. So, if you knowing all of that, you have, I'm, all right, you're the judge. <laughs> the minimum that he can get is 40 years in prison, mm-hmm. or the maximum, obviously, life without mm-hmm. possibility of parole. What sentence do you give this young man?
1: I would probably give him the 40.
0: You are such a soft person. (laughs) I'm just,
1: the way that I see it is, I mean, having stepchildren that have done stupid things during their teenage years, and I know killing somebody is a lot more than being stupid, but I've seen them, like, grow and realize and mature their mistakes. Like, I'm thinking at 16 or 14, whenever he committed these crimes, by the time that he's out, that he's going to be, what, 54?
0: 54. No. Well, Credit for time, serve, Yeah, 54.
1: He might. I mean, that might be enough time for him to realize what he did was wrong. I don't know.
0: Well, if um, there's no doubt that he's going to grow as a mm-hmm. person. There's no doubt that he's going to evolve. Mm-hmm. And he may not be a psychopathic,
2: mm-hmm.
0: cold-hearted killer. And uh, he may, into his mid-50s, uh relish the fact that he's going to at least get to spend some time out mm-hmm. in the free world and maybe perhaps do some good sure yeah. that's possible and yes teenagers and children do stupid things all the time but 114 stab wounds worth of stupid is perhaps a bridge too far as yeah. uh, the judge in that other case we were covering would say the murdoch case
2: mm-hmm.
1: I just wish he will tell us why, like why he did it. Like,
0: there's not a reason. Well, that's the thing. Um, if you well, ask that question, you're going to be disappointed. There, what one, one answer would justify it? Because it's not going to be the unwanted sexual advance thing, right? No. no we um, don't. What what reason could he possibly give you for stabbing her to death 114 times? That's going to mitigate what he did. I don't know. Exactly. So the, I, the answer, the answer, to the, the answer to your question is there are, there is nothing that he's going to say to lessen it. Matter of fact, if he took that route um, at sentencing, well, you know what? You're just going to get life because mm-hmm. you clearly have not taken um, accountability for any of this. You're not mm-hmm. sorry. You're not remorseful. You're still trying to um, save your sorry little ass.
1: Yeah, he is still in that stage. And Definitely. so he
0: hasn't, to his credit, done any of that. Matter of fact, he issued an apology. Mm-hmm. He, uh, let's read his apology letter. I should have d- actually done this before. Um, <laughs> I asked you to sentence him. Reserve your sentence. Enough okay. with the 40 years. Okay? <laughs> Let me
1: reserve it then.
0: <laughs> this is his apology letter. Okay. Uh, my name is Aiden Fucci. I am 16 years old. First off, I want to say that I'm Sorry. I'm sorry for all the pain I caused to the Bailey family. I'm sorry to the friends, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, and any other family relatives. I'm sorry that you didn't get to know her that long. You did not have any long relationships with Tristan, and for that, I'm sorry. For the community, I'm sorry I brought all this pain on everybody, and I'm sorry, and I know my apology will not fix anything or bring her back But I hope it helped in some way. That's how he wrote it. Mm How I'm reading it, Mm -hmm. spelling errors and whatnot. And for my dad, I'm sorry that he had a bad spot in his work because of me. I miss being outdoors with my dad and brothers. I miss the fun we had, like four-wheeling, paintballing, going on the long car trips. Dad, you made things fun, like the tarp to the four-wheeler so we could slide on the tarp behind Dad, you're special because you made fun out of nothing. Love you. To my mom, I want to send my apologies as well. I'm sorry that she had to move her house because people were sending threats to the house and my family. And that my little brother and sister had to change schools because of me. Mom, now I miss your lemon pepper chicken. I miss your hugs. I miss you. The longer I'm in her here, her. The more I forget, the more memories I lose. I'll never forget you love me. So that is his apology. There's several different ways he mm-hmm. could read that.
1: I don't think he wrote that completely by himself.
0: Well, I could, based on the spelling errors, I'm assuming that he did.
1: I'm thinking, like, on, I, I can agree that he probably, like, wrote it. But in terms of the structure, I feel like he had some help.
0: Oh, for sure. His public defender. Yeah. Said, look, hit these bullet points.
1: Exactly. Like, okay, so what do you like about your mom? What are you gonna miss about your dad? Okay, next you're going to talk about why you're sorry. Like, I don't know. At
0: the same time, it's a completely ineffectual apology. Oh, yeah, it is.
1: He's just thinking about what he's going to miss and his family is going to miss about him. And yeah. that's it.
0: Which leads me to believe that was more stream of consciousness for mm-hmm. him. He's thinking about all the things he's sorry yeah. for and he reverted back to the life that he's missing.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: His public defender just said, make sure you say as many good things about Tristan. You can focus mm-hmm. specifically on her. Don't make this about you. And mm-hmm. of this apology is about him. So I think his public defender probably tried to direct him Mm -hmm. and, uh, he tried and he started off. Okay. And then, uh, it just became more about his, his, uh, his family and all the things that he's missing. Mm -hmm. Um, the first, how many sentences Two. there's three sentences Mm -hmm. in his apology letter about Tristan. Mm -hmm. Three. That's it. Um, I'm sorry for all the pain I caused to the Bailey family. I'm sorry to her friends, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, and every other relative. I'm sorry he didn't get to know her that long. He did not have any long relations with Tristan's, and I'm sorry. Then he apologizes to the community, apologizes to dad, apologizes to his mom and his siblings. Talks about all the the fun he's missing out on for being in there. Mm -hmm. So in terms of, if I were to give that a grade in terms of an apology letter for a, a, a sentencing hearing, he gets a D.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I guess, you know, based off of that, now the judge gave himself an extra day. He's taking today to think about what yeah. he's going to do in terms of sentencing. They just wrapped up everything and his, uh, the prosecutor had a lot to say. Mom, dad had a lot to say. His mm-hmm. grandmother came in and had stuff to say and you know he's taking his time and deciding how to sentence him Mm -hmm. so it's hard man I want to say that I would give him 40 years I want to say that I would but you know even in light of his apology not really being much of an apology Mm -hmm. to Tristan and her family he's a 16 year old child He has no. He less than ten years ago, this child was in diapers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not that far removed from playing with Ninja Turtles and <laughs> Sunday morning cartoons. Is that even still a thing? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Maybe but, Sunday morning YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday morning. According to mine. <laughs> TikToks. TikToks and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know But at the same time I have a daughter Who not that long ago Was 13 years old And um, if somebody had murdered Her in the same way Mm -hmm. um, I would demand That this boy be given Life in prison If not worse Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be the one to ask I'm not very objective Mm -hmm. In that regard But So as a judge I gotta take that into account And so You know He could still I think that my sentence Would reluctantly be and it would break my heart to do it. But I think that I would have to give him life without parole. And you look, you want to make uh, your mark on the world, you're going to have to do it from within these four walls. Mm-hmm. You want to educate yourself. You want to write poems. You want to write books. There's plenty before you who've done similar things and have made their mark in such a way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But for what you did, no matter the age, in spite of your age, in spite of your inexperience, <clears throat> knowing that five years from now, you're going to wake up and probably have a moment of complete remorse, at least I hope that he mm-hmm. would. Despite all of that, this, this girl is never going to get a chance to experience those things. You robbed her parents. You robbed her siblings. You robbed Tristan of all of those good memories for no other reason than why? You had a fascination with death? Did you watch a movie? Mm -hmm. Was it because you were truly possessed by the devil? Was it because uh, you were bored at home? Were you lashing out because daddy didn't hug you enough? Whatever reason you're going to offer is not going to justify on any measure what he did. I think the only appropriate sentence in a case like this life without parole. Now there's been other cases Mm -hmm. where I would have not gone that far for example there was a case i can't remember the specifics but it was a fight Mm -hmm. and a couple of stab wounds okay in the midst of a fight it wasn't he wasn't defending himself Mm -hmm. but he got into a fight and you know minor Mm -hmm. like 16 or 17 or something like that and uh, the kid died Facing life in prison, you know, mm-hmm. or a minimum of 25 years, you know, what was his sentence? In that case, I mean, gosh, two stabs could happen within two seconds. Two seconds yeah. You could get into a fight and somebody falls and cracks their head on the pavement and then they die later. And then next thing you know, that is a legitimate second degree murder case that happens often. I've, I've represented clients that were in that very scenario. Mm-hmm. But a case like 114 stab wounds, I can't get over it. I'm, look, Um, (laughs) how about one year for every single one of those stab wounds? Every time he rose your hand and plunged that knife into Mm -hmm. that little girl's body, one year. I think that's fair. And, you know, eventually he's going to grow up to become a man and he's Mm -hmm. going to have certain thoughts about what he did. And if he is any kind of a man... will understand that the sentence that he's been given is fair and just, and he could lament the tragedy of his life from behind those four walls, and he could write books and then maybe get whatever message he has to send the world um, into the universe that way. But we're not going to make it easy. We're not going to give him the benefit of when he's 54 years old, we're going off to find One of these, uh, who knows what the dating mechanisms will be, but
1: (laughs) you know, dating websites and
0: (laughs) at fifty-four, love for convicts—they have legit websites. I know, I
1: know, I've seen those and those. I don't know. I guess because I've seen cases where minors or juveniles do certain crimes, but some of them although they're 13 or 14 when you listen to them and you when you see them you realize they're more mature for their age or they're acting more like an adult this one he i mean from the little that i've seen he seems so immature and like
0: I let's don't know, examine that a child <laughs> let's examine that okay
1: now i've only seen like two videos of him so <laughs> i know i got more
0: i got more matter of fact um
1: that's the part that gets me, like, this kid just have, has no idea of what he was getting himself into. That's.
0: Let's talk about who this kid was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who was Aiden Fucci? Maybe he, if I
1: learn more, I'll give him more years.
0: <laughs> he was, um, he used to celebrate his birthday with his family members um, on the 17th of November every year. Uh, they would organize lavish parties for him at his home. Um, he was born in 2006, lived in Florida, lived with family members. Um, he claimed his nationality was America. That's what he said. He was, uh, he professed to be Christian. Um, he went to school at Patriot Oaks Academy in St. John's, Florida, um, He, well, he didn't have much of a profession, did he? I mean, he was a, uh, he was a student. That's what he did. He was the only child of his family, uh, received a lot of love and affection from them. And per media sources, his childhood was not good, which led him to uh, kill a teenage girl, perhaps. Um, And after investigating a little bit, um, they found out that his dad, his name is Jacell, Jacell, Jason Michael Mm -hmm. Fucci. He used to work as a Robinson Irrigation employee in Jacksonville, Florida. He does have a criminal record passed. Um, he was accused of child abuse and neglect in January of 2003. This would have been prior to Aiden's birth. Okay. Um, he was arrested for having an intimate relationship with a 15-year-old girl. Class act, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at his home in around October of 2003. <clears throat> he was sentenced to two years of probation for it. He got off pretty easy. Um, and then he went on to violate the conditions of his probation multiple times, and was in prison for 14 months, which would have been the low term mm-hmm. if their sentencing structure is anything like California's. Um, all the criminal offenses of uh, his dad, of Jason, uh, affected Aiden in, in a negative way. I could only imagine that his family spoke negatively of his father, mm-hmm. and you know, classic divorced home and. Mm-hmm. Parents uh, talking bad about each other back and forth. That has an effect on any kid. <clears throat> his mom went by the name of Crystal Smith. Uh, she took good care of the home. Um, she was she was taken into custody for washing his jeans yeah. that were soaked with blood after the murder. Um, I don't really have any information on his siblings. Um, he had a girlfriend, Aiden Fucci did. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in eighth grade and she was in, well, she was in seventh grade while he was in eighth grade while they were dating. I used the word dating loosely. Yes. I mean, they they attended recess together. (laughs) Um, his girlfriend told the cops that he often talked about killing and murders with her. Mm. However, the name and identity of the girl have been kept secret for obvious reasons. Um, that's what we know about him. That's what we know. Uh, Prior to the incident, Bailey was hanging out with Fucci and another classmate. Before Bailey's death, surveillance footage previously showed them walking together as they were And around 2 a.m. is when he committed the murders, Mm -hmm. was seen running back after doing what he did. And then that was it. That's really what we know about Mm -hmm. Aiden. So he may or may not have had... um, I'm not even sure if I could say that that was... Just based off of those facts, mm-hmm. a bad childhood per se. That's a normal childhood mm-hmm. yeah. for a normal child living in America,
2: mm-hmm.
0: living in Florida. You know, a lot of people come from broken homes. They don't stab somebody 114 no. times because mm-hmm. of it. He seems like a, he, he could have been a reasonably well adjusted kid. He seemed reasonably intelligent. Um, his dad was a creep. Yeah. His mom seemed like a good lady. She tried to cover up his crimes. I'm not going to fault her for that under the circumstances.
1: Just imagine you're Shaw walking into the house full of blood. And you're like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like,
0: it's- <clears throat> um, that was as to him. Mm-hmm. What do we know about Tristan? Because I don't want to make this all about him. No, but. She was born in Florida. Uh, 2008. 2008 wasn't that long ago.
1: Mm-hmm. So she was two years older than him.
0: I was studying for the LSAT in 2008. What were you doing?
1: 2008. I wasn't even thinking about going into law school. But I was finishing my, like, maybe one or two years before I finished my bachelor's. I was probably <laughs> changing my years at that Because <laughs> that's why it took me longer to finish my bachelor's. But yeah, I mean... I would say it's in college.
0: Yeah. I never really did settle on a major. I chose something really stupid. Just the most general. I got my bachelor's degree in business. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's very general. So
0: generic. I changed from- Completely worthless as a degree.
1: Biology to psychology.
0: That's what I would have preferred to have uh, to have um, majored in, but I talked myself out of it so many times. <laughs> um, at any rate, so Tristan, she was born in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. 2008, she went to school at St. John's County. She was in the seventh grade when she died. Um, she was a cheerleader, which she was passionate about. Uh, she had won awards as a cheerleader for her participation mm-hmm. on the St. John's team. Um, she wore bracelets. She braces. Um, she was kind of dorky. Mm-hmm. That's a 13-year-old girl, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's really all that we have about her. I mean, she was going to be gosh she was just getting started she's at this yeah. she was when she passed away she was at this awkward mm-hmm. face full of braces phase and she was gonna grow up to be a beautiful young lady just snuffed mm-hmm. out she didn't even have a chance to do anything um that was all she got to really do on her i mean obviously I'm sure there's lots of stories that her family could share but yeah. in terms of what people know about her that she was just a thirteen year old child mm-hmm. that's it that's it um let's talk a let, let's now, getting back to, mm-hmm. we should probably uh, learn some more about Tristan. All right. So this is uh, the day that he was arrested. Okay. Okay. Um, this is what we have on him when he was arrested. Let me go back to here.
1: Not Tristan, then, then what's his name?
0: <laughs> Not Tristan. Yeah, Aiden. 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 So this is him sitting in the back of the, co- the cop car.
1: It's oh, in yeah. a f- cop car, guys. It's tripping, dude. It's just a little shithead.
0: Just a little shithead. <laughs> <this> stupid ass. <laughs> yes. okay. He
1: knows. He thinks he's big and he knows it all, but.
0: This is just a four second clip. This is it. Yeah. This is it. It's in a f- cop car, guys. It's tripping, dude. <laughs> yeah. I imagine in 10 years, that's uh, not how he's going to present himself. No. But on the day he was arrested, mm-hmm. that was him. Like he said, he's just a little shithead. Yeah. Exactly. Um, being questioned, we looked at that one. Um, this is his mom washing his clothes. And developing tonight, new video released in the case of 14-year-old Aiden Fucci. In the moments before and after, police say he stabbed 13-year-old Tristan Bailey to death in May.
1: We received a series of videos late this afternoon, including those from inside Fucci's Durban Crossing home, which show what detectives say is Fucci's mom washing blood off of his jeans. Hmm.
0: On your side's Robert Bradfield is live tonight in the newsroom. Looking through that video as prosecutors build a first degree murder case against the Saint Johns County teenager.
3: Robert. Well, good evening. That video inside Fucci's home is about 16 minutes long, but that we're guy's voice you threw you. me I off. I know. It's like, like who was, was, what was that? that? Crystal Smith <laughs> walking like, into <laughs> an upstairs bathroom, and that is where the state's attorney says Smith is seen cleaning her son's bloody jeans. When officers went into the home, they found a pair of wet jeans (laughs) in Fucci's (laughs) bedroom. And as we reported earlier this summer, the jeans and a drain in a bathroom tested positive for blood. Smith was arrested in June. She is charged with evidence tampering. Now, other video released today shows who detectives believe are Fucci and Bailey walking in their neighborhood on the morning of May 9th, the last time Bailey was seen alive. Later that morning, a person who was believed to be Fucci is also seen, return, seen returning to his home wearing a sweatshirt and holding white shoes matching the same description that was also caught on another home surveillance camera earlier that night. Now, Fucci is charged with first-degree murder and Bailey stabbing death. He's pled not... So
0: that's enough of that. But-
1: so he was initially charged with first-degree
0: Um, Well, well, they arrested him for second degree. He was charged with first degree, but they arrested him on the second degree, uh, which, again, I don't understand. Um, But, hey, the DA (laughs) was not charging him with second degree. (laughs) Promise you that. Um, We talked about, yeah, when you try to malinger, Mm -hmm. being schizophrenic. Yeah. Um, That didn't work out. Yeah, we saw his apologies. Let's look at some of the surveillance footage because- um, So, going back, this video is the last time that Tristan was seen live. And this is uh, them walking into that mm-hmm. wooded area. The woods would have been over this way. Okay. Yeah, they're coming in just kind of casually strolling. Just walking like they ain't got a care in the world. Just a couple of goofy looking kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can see the size differential. Mm hmm. Yeah, and probably less than 30 minutes later, she was dead. So that's, uh, that's the surveillance. Yeah, so this is um, some of the testimony of the preliminary hearing. We okay. should probably look at that. And they kind of detail the timeline uh, starting at about uh, ten thirteen. 13. Okay, and
4: just so-
0: You're going to hear um, the uh, detective basically explain mm-hmm. um, how it all went down. Consistent with
5: direction
4: and time frame. Okay. And the Leith Hall Drive was um, a location that um, Deputy Maloney actually got some information about, uh, from Fuji about an interaction he claims happened about this location, right? Yes. Okay.
0: So they're, they're literally just tracking their movements from mm-hmm. where they started where they ended up on multiple ring cams, surveillance cams, and, and et cetera.
1: Ring cams are such a good and source with what of, the of, the yeah. of evidence the nowadays. Here, you don't see sort of
4: altercation can't get away with anything
0: <laughs> anymore <laughs> in 2023.
4: And now we've gone up towards the north part of the neighborhood. It's um, 140. Three and are these some of those Saddlestone videos that you referenced earlier that became important?
5: Uh, there were, this is one of other videos along Saddlestone trying to be located, yes, right. And this, so this is at 1 a.m. and it's going to show the two subjects walking from the top left to the top right and they're traveling in a direction east towards the cul de sac of Saddlestone.
4: And Detective, Sergeant, excuse me, uh, your agency and and you, you've reviewed so much video in this case. Um, Do you ever see anyone else with who we now know is Aiden, Fucci, and Tristan walking in that neighborhood? No. With them, meaning no third party is seen once they leave Trey's house to the end of the
5: cul-de-sac, correct? Correct. There's only two subjects walking.
4: And so this next one is at what address?
5: This is at 541 Saddlestone. this is one of the videos that I mentioned earlier, Um, and again it shows two subjects, um, Aiden and Tristan walking east on Saddlestone Drive towards the cul-de-sac.
4: And now we're at 586.
5: Yes. Same Um,
4: direction of travel, however, is um, this video taken from the opposite side of the street? Yes. Okay, so they're going to be coming from which direction? From right to left. Right to left, but it's still headed...
5: And east towards the cul-de-sac. towards the
4: end of the cul-de-sac. Okay. Is this the?
5: Um, That's the video we had just well, looked mm-hmm.
4: at. Known video of Tristan that we have. Yes. So that time was um, determined accurate at 1:45 a.m. Uh, what is the next time? And same video, same location. What's the next time we see something?
5: it's three twenty-two a.m um this now we're going to be sold the same residence from last one 586 Some drive and we're going to see one subject uh who's alone and running west away from the cul-de-sac
0: that's him running back running.
5: you can see that he's carrying something in his hands the shoes
4: And now we're back to that second we're
5: we're working backwards um, away from the cul-de-sac and so now we're back at 541 Saddlestone Drive and we're going to see one subject Aiden walking west away from the cul-de-sac what do
4: you note of importance
5: in this video Uh, you see he's not wearing shoes but he's carrying something white in his hands
0: looks like he's wearing a hoodie or something
4: (laughs) now we're back at 517 Saddlestone approximately what time?
5: Oh this is at 3:29 a.m. And again you can see that he's not wearing shoes but he's carrying what appears to be white shoes in his hands.
4: Okay and now we are at 724 Castledale Court that is his residence correct?
5: Yes. So, Cassidel Court intersects with Saddlestone Drive um, over towards your right on this video, and you can see him walking up to his house.
4: Then, approximately 331, (coughs) another view.
5: And here you can uh, clearly see the white Nike shoes with the black Nike swoosh. So now we're, um, like I said from earlier, the the video surveillance system had video both inside and outside. So now we're seeing video of him coming in the house.
0: Wow, look at that.
4: (laughs) that (laughs) (coughs) Where is he headed?
0: So
5: the the stairwell there you see on the left part of the screen, it's actually there's two different stairwells. If you go up those stairs, there's a small landing and it connects to a second set of stairs. that goes down towards the kitchen area. And then the landing, there's a set of stairs that go up towards the second floor.
4: So if he was sort of walking the kitchen way and would have been able to access the stairs from the back side. Is that yes. right? Okay. And then the next part of this, just so the court can orient himself when a video pops up, um, showing up the stairs, there's a big room to the left. Yes. Describe what that is and then what's beyond that room.
5: Yep. So the big room to the left is more like a child's player area and there you can see the landing and the the second set of stairs there on the right Um, so he's walking past that the light you see in the top right corner is from the bathroom that's adjacent to where his bedroom is and you can see him going into his bedroom and again he's still carrying those white shoes that's approximately
4: 332 yes ma'am And then when do we see him again? What time?
5: Uh, 3.46, this is when uh, he comes out of his bedroom, um, looks like he's wearing a bathrobe and goes into the adjacent bathroom.
4: And from 3.46, when do we see him exit the bathroom?
5: At 4.17. That's when
0: he comes out of the bathroom and goes back into his bedroom. So there it is. That's, uh, that's, that is a start to finish <clears throat> with uh, that young man and his journey uh, to lure Tristan out of her house, uh, take her in the woods and murder her, and then uh, try to cover up the evidence on his way back and uh, just casual stroll down the neighborhood like nothing was going on around 3 a.m., going back into his house, taking a shower to wash off all the blood. And his mom helped him do it um, at some point mm-hmm. thereafter uh, because when by the time the cops had got there, they had found this surveillance. And that's when they caught his mom washing uh, the murder clothes, mm-hmm. which they were able to track because the guy's pretty thorough about um, all the locations of where he yeah. went. So, yeah, there's, uh, there's not much uh, he was going to uh, be able to do to, to defend himself in the case. So they just pled. They pled guilty. So the only thing left. So I ask you again, um, sentencing. How are we sentencing Aiden Fucci? I've already given him life. I've given him the max.
1: I still can't give him life. Maybe. I might go 50, 60 years, but I, I just can't give him life. <laughs> I don't know. And it, I'm usually the other way, when, and it, but it's usually adults. Yeah. I guess I have a, a colder heart when it comes to adults, but with teenagers, I don't know.
0: I guess it kind of, if you don't have a jury trial, it really, it really matters who is your judge mm-hmm. because there could be judges like you and you would give in this case mm-hmm. the, the minimum. Um, I'm like, no, the hell with this kid. He's getting life. He could write books or whatever, or do whatever he wants mm-hmm. to do behind bars. Um, but I'm not giving this kid a shot of freedom. By the time he's out, mm-hmm. this 14-year-old boy, he's going to be long extinguished. He's going to have evolved and morphed into something else. Mm-hmm. And he, for all we know, for all intents and purposes, might be a paranoid, schizophrenic, sociopathic murderer. In which case, he's never going to show remorse. He didn't show any remorse mm-hmm. when he wrote that letter. He did show remorse for the death of his childhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, perhaps the death of uh, the normal life that he could have led. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So given that, I just, man, (laughs) mm, I can't. (laughs) You did what you did. And so you get to live because you're a minor. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That doesn't mean you get to live free. Mm -hmm. And so there was, you know, there's plenty of people that have made a difference on the outside from the work that they've done on the inside. He's just going to have to aspire to be that. And if not, then he could rot. <laughs> That's what they're telling him. <laughs> That's what they're saying. That's what I would say. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So that is the tragic tale of Aiden Fucci. Let's see if we missed anything. Yeah, we got to his letter. We got to all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about, um, The Obsessed Ex-Boyfriend Trial. The guy was just convicted. Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about him.
1: I had not heard about that case until you mentioned it. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Movie type of uh, crime. (laughs) I've
0: been following that one. I've been following the uh, Ice Cream Truck Retrial, which has some some very uh, interesting... Moments on cross-exam with witness testimony, to say the least, With that we don't yeah. got time to get into today, but we we may get <laughs> into that next week. Uh, but I did want to do um, the uh, crazy ex-boyfriend stalker killer. Yes, that one I want to. Case. Next <laughs> I want
1: to read more about that one. Yeah. That was juicy.
0: <laughs> um, last week we did, uh, you weren't here for it, but no. we did, um, or I did, I should say, all by myself. <laughs> Uh, the case of uh what was her name it was um gosh, I forget her name, what was her name it was the the girl that she found all kinds of pictures of her in the nude on her stepdad's computer oh and then she murdered him
1: i didn't know about that one
0: yeah, it yeah. was um Jade Jenks. So she was an interior designer. She lived in Solana County, uh, San Diego. Mm -hmm. And um, she was like 39 years old. She was caring for her stepdad. Her stepdad had taken a nasty fall. Mm -hmm. And um, while she was, he was going to be a couple of days in the hospital. So uh, what she did was she was, uh, she attempted to clean up his house a little bit, Mm -hmm. prepare it for when he comes back. Mm -hmm. She accidentally nudged the mouse on his laptop Mm -hmm. And staring right at her was a picture of uh, female breasts, which she realized upon further review that it was hers because she had a very specific birthmark. Mm-hmm. And she was horrified. It's like, obviously that was her. She did a little bit of digging and found hundreds of photographs that she had sent to uh, past boyfriends mm-hmm. that were on her old phones, that were on her old laptops. There were pictures of her from when she was like 16 years old. And they were all cataloged and categorized by specific body parts. And this is a guy that had raised her from the time that she was like 11. Okay. And well, she was 39 at the time. So mm-hmm. so he was a permanent fixture in the family. Um, she still had a good relationship with her dad. She still had a uh, relationship with him. She was caring mm-hmm. for him. He was running like a butterfly farm or something like that. Oh. But. In her rage, rather than uh, doing anything else, Mm -hmm. she came up with a really stupid freaking plan to murder him, which was idiotic by anybody's standards. Her plan was he was addicted to alcohol and sleeping pills, so Mm -hmm. she's going to try to make it look like he overdosed. She tried that. It didn't work out. She failed. He woke up. And then um, she tried to uh, hit him over the head. And knock him unconscious or kill him by bludgeoning him to death. Uh, And she wasn't strong enough. She said, I'm not strong enough. Even stupider than all of that, she tried to include a couple of other people in her plan. Because she was a smallish girl. mm -hmm. And, you know, to help her out. And they're like, the hell with you. (laughs) You know, I ain't helping you with that shit. And then uh, she calls this guy, uh, Adam, to try to help her move the body.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He was already Upstairs.
0: Um, yeah. And her story was, I don't know what happened. Um, he uh, had some whiskey and some sleeping pills and then he just collapsed. And so she was going to try to make him believe that he overdosed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came to find out when he went to, at first he said, no, I'm not going to help you. But mm-hmm. he shows up a couple of hours later. And then he's like, um, he sees her stepdad slumped mm-hmm. over in his trunk, already dead. Okay. And then uh, they have at some point some conversation about what happened. And she tries to explain himself and he asks again for her, um, his help. And she's mm-hmm. like, the hell with you. And as should goes to the, he goes to the cops. It's like, I think you guys should check this out. Mm-hmm. And the cops get there, they examine the house and they find a pile of garbage in the driveway. They start doing a welfare check on the guy, knock on the door, nobody's in there. Uh, they take a second glance at the garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, there's a dead body there. And um, wow. it was stepdad. And he was strangled to death and beaten over the head, um, but asphyxiated. And, uh, at first she tried to say that she, well, she did try to say mm-hmm. that she didn't murder him, but ultimately she was convicted. That's the case that we did last week. Um, and we did a little expose on it. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy case. It did, did not get out. she get,
1: get uh, already? Oh yeah.
0: Sentenced to life. Okay. She's, um, she didn't get the death penalty. She's sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. She's never going to get out, but she mm-hmm. was 39, attractive yeah. young lady. She was, uh... She ran an interior design company, mm-hmm. had a net worth of about $15 million. She was doing very well for herself. Um, and because she found these photographs, she lost her mind. Mm-hmm. And um, well, her stepdad is dead. And it's another case. I have
1: they didn't take that into consideration, like
0: Yeah, they took it into consideration. Yeah. Sure. But then it's like <laughs> if you if you go into like the the text messages, um she's text messaging this guy mm-hmm. back and forth. And it was like, okay, I'm going to go through with it. And then it's like, oh, no, he's oh, waking up. Okay. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to hit him over the head. And it's like, oh, oh shit, I'm not strong enough. Yeah, so she has
1: had time to really say, okay, this is not right.
0: <laughs> probably over multiple hours. And then yeah. at one point okay. she's like, I don't know what to do. I can't put this guy in my trunk and have a kicking body in my trunk. So the guy was probably was unconscious or like out of it, but mm-hmm. still kicking around um
1: okay that kind of changes yeah
0: (laughs) it wasn't she had like hours to think about what she was doing even while she was doing it Mm -hmm. and even so i still have a little i i have more sympathy for her than i do this kid aiden (laughs) i don't know if it's more or less but i I have sympathy for her because she was in many ways a victim herself oh yeah but at any rate, uh, we've been going for an hour and 15 minutes now. I think it's time to wrap up episode 31. And for those of you that have been with us from the very beginning, listen, to start to finish. I really, really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't done so already um, in the efforts to try to grow our channel, I ask you to subscribe and like this video and share with your friends and family and offer us uh, if you want to see us cover any specific case. um by all means, uh, you could DM us on Instagram or both on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have your Instagram in there somewhere on the closing credits mm-hmm. or whatever we do. Um, but yeah, or just simply leave a comment in the video down below. Yeah. We'll cover it. We'll be more than happy to answer your questions. We didn't go live today because uh, I didn't feel like it because it was risky. Because, I, you know, people are getting sick and I didn't want to cough all over our videos. I did that once and people were not. They were mad at me. <laughs> so, um, oh. This this one was not live, but maybe we'll do it again next week. Who knows? Um, but for everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. And for, as I always say, um, take care of your family. Please, please lock your doors and give your children a hug. Give your parents a hug. Give your loved ones a hug. Um, you never know what's going to happen with this crazy world. And we will see you guys all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening to the entire podcast. We really do appreciate that. And as always, you can find us on YouTube on the Tilted Lawyer Podcast YouTube channel or on your podcast carrier of choice. If you feel we've presented anything of value, please leave a five-star rating, like, and subscribe. We always appreciate that kind of thing. And we do look forward to seeing you all again live every Thursday at 3 in the afternoon. We love you all. Take care. Bye-bye.